0: welcome welcome to our women's meeting there are some of you that are joining us out there with the group here and we just got finished praying for 15 minutes with all that was in this and it was glorious it was strong oh what we can do do you know rw Sh- um, no it was lester summerall said that his mother he said spoke in tongues before he was born see, he said that she spoke in tongues the whole time that he was in her womb He said there was a ladies' meeting that got together every day, and he said most of the time at their house. But then at one point, they were at another woman's house. He said they would get so loud, and they would shout so strong, that they were praying at this one woman's house, and the house actually came off its pillars. That's praying, ladies. That's where we're headed to. So let's begin open with prayer, our meeting. My Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you that with the grace of God, you can make us able ministers of your gospel. You can make us able ministers to pray and to, and to minister your spirit. I give thanks. Father, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light. And the power of Satan unto God. And I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to begin with Misty Reese. She has been a part of this ministry, oh, for a long time. And she is going to share some things that God has done with her. She has a beautiful testimony. A testimony that everyone can learn from. Everyone can use.
1: Misty? Yeah. Go ahead. Trying to keep... Uh time on my watch. Um, Thanks, Katie. Um, Today, I just wanted to share, um, Katie asked me to uh, share this testimony, so I was happy to do it. Um, It's one of the first things that God uh, ministered to me years ago when I was teaching at a small rural school. Um, I appreciate those roads. There are two-lane roads in the middle of nowhere, and God taught me so much on those roads that are very precious to me. And one of those things, um, he began shortly thereafter. I was actually baptized in the Holy Spirit driving on one of those roads. And it was a little town in Kyoto called Kyoto, Oklahoma. Not bigger, I don't, I don't even think it has a um, stoplight in it. Um, but it did have a school, and I taught third grade there. And so, and in the course of this time, too, I had actually been reading Lydia Prince's book. And one of the things that was ministered to me. Um, reading that book was just the simplicity that she had. She would just talk to God, and she um, didn't even know what she believed starting out, and so she would just say, well, if you really um, are this, do this, or if you're really this, do this, or whatever, and God would do these simple things for her um, for just bringing her five dollars to prove that he was real, Um, teaching her how to pray, and things like that, and so that I would just pick it up and read it, um, when I believed it was right to do. I never sat down and just read it and was, oh, I'm just going to read this because, you know, somebody said something. It was just when it was in my heart, I would pick it up and read it and consider what was said. And God would do a lot of things for me that were just simple like that and just teaching me along the way. And so one of these things, um, started out uh, with this. Like I said, I was had been baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, and around that time, just in the course of reading that book, that was one of the things that she talked about in there. And so um, on Fridays, I did activities with my kids. And um, at this time also, we were Trusting God, learning to hear God with our money, and of course we had our bills to pay too, so it wasn't like there was just all this money sitting around. Um, we really endeavored to hear God with what to do with our money, um, and so I, you know, knowing that, didn't anticipate not having money, but um, But so we were, um, Friday was coming and it was, and I was kind of the world's worst about waiting till the last minute with things. So it was like Thursday afternoon. And I told Anthony, I said, well, I've got to get poster board for the kids tomorrow. And so I was just going to run to Walmart. And, um, he was like, Misty, we don't have money for that. And you know, I've got all these kids, these third graders, they're eight and they're expecting this activity. They knew this was part of what we did every week. And, um, you know, I was like, well, it's just poster board though. And he's like, we just can't. And he said, I don't know what to tell you, but we just can't. And so I, you know, did not, I knew they were going to be upset. I knew they were looking forward to that all week. Um, and I didn't want to be the one to say, oh, well, I didn't, you know, Mrs. Reese can't do this. Um, so I didn't know what I was going to do. There was there was nothing to do. There was, and you know, you might think, "Oh, poster board. It's a simple thing." But I think if I remember, it was going to come to like maybe thirteen dollars, around thirteen dollars, um, to get all the poster board, which may not seem like very much, but when you don't have thirteen dollars, it's a lot, um, and so there was no way to get it. And so we—I um, was driving into school that morning, and it was about a 12-mile drive. And I was just considering, what am I like? What am I going to do? Um, I don't have poster board. And like I said, I. Loved these roads. God taught me to pray on these roads. Um, I used to just pray to a stop sign when I first started praying, and I was just like, Okay, I'm gonna pray to the stop sign. And then I would pray, and then it got that was when I was on a 45 minute drive, and so it would get further and further to where I could pray all the way there and all the way home. Um, So I knew to talk to God on these roads, and I reminded Him of. You know, you said this and you said this. And I considered what he had done for Lydia. And I would say, you you know, you did this for Lydia. And what it came down to was I finally just said, okay, it's just my job to believe. I'm just going to believe. I don't know what else. There's nothing else to do. It was impossible. I had no money. I have all these third graders waiting on me to provide something that I do not have, and I have no way to get it. And so um, I just said, I'm going to believe. And that's all I would um, tell myself. I, You know, I was doing all I knew to believe, whatever that meant, wherever I was. And so, got to school, you know, go through, I just treated the day as if it was normal. I went and did my normal thing, went through the afternoon. Usually we did the project the last 30 minutes or hour of the day. And so, went through lunchtime, and I think I was walking, I don't remember if I was in the copy room or walking back to go to the copy room, um, but th- but throughout the day I was just, you know, what am I going to do? What's alternatives, um, to anything? And I passed, um, at my, uh, co-teacher that taught the other third grade with me, um, which is a whole testimony in itself with her. Um, but she stopped me and she said, just out of the blue. And she said, Hey, Misty, did you need any poster board today? And I just looked at her and I said, Yeah. And she said, well, some uh, man just came and delivered a whole case of it, and it's in the copy room. If you need any, it's all in there. And I just looked at her, and I'm sure my face was like, what? And I said, okay, thank you. And um, I go, and there's a whole case of endless poster board. And I got all the poster board I needed, and I went, and we did our project, and never missed a beat um and it was it, it was one of the i mean God had done so many things but it was one of the first things that i just um has always um greatly ministered to me um and continues to do i'll share i will share this really quick i was telling Katie the other day um the times we're living in now think apparently you can't find certain things now um this is i know god's been talking to me for a while about trusting him and the times we're coming in. And just the other day, um, I forgot my lunch. And uh, I was driving to school and I was like, oh man, I forgot my lunch. And I said, you know what, Lord, I would really like to have Panera Bread today. And I'm not anywhere close to Panera Bread. I have no time to drive and go get Panera Bread just wasn't gonna get any, but I just said, I'd really like to have that today. And and sometimes those are my conversations with him, just driving down the road, hey, you know what, Lord? So I was thinking, and just like I would talk to anybody else, and and I never really checked my email through the day, and that morning, I happened to check my email, and I had a parent email me and said, hey, I'm bringing lunch today, and I'm stopping at Panera Bread, would you like anything? And I said, absolutely, I would like something. Um, so I just appreciate God and I pray that ministers to you, that he hears you even when you think no one's listening, even when there is nothing there invisibly, you have nothing there is, it's impossible that he knows what you have need of and he can completely provide for everything.
0: Gosh, Misty, that, that blessed me, that ministered to me. Like I, like I said, I've had God do things in my home that I wanted done that I had no money. No money. And he would find a way to do them. I'd have a cu- customer come into the shop and say, um, I need signs for my business, but I don't have a lot of money. And I'd say, what do you do? Well, I uh, install sprinklers in yards. I said, really? 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 I said, would you consider a trade-out? Absolutely. I got my whole house done inside and out by just trusting and believing God. Now, if you will turn with me to 1 Timothy 2. And we are going to begin in chapter 2, verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, And giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. We've been looking over this for the past several weeks. We are learning how to pray. We're not learning about prayer. We are learning how to pray. You can go to all classes you want about something, but you need to know how. So what we had this morning was lab. For those of you who have been in college, you had to take the class, and then you had to go to lab. Well, this morning was lab. Now, for kings and all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. Ooh, brownie points with Jesus. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God, our Savior. Look at verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved? Who will have all men to be saved. With that. That he would have all men to be saved. And come into the knowledge of the truth. And we know that the truth is the gospel. I think that's Colossians. Now with that. Let's go back in verse 1. I exhort therefore that first of all. Supplications. Prayers intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Why? Why do we learn how to supplicate in prayer? Prayers. Why? How? Why? How? When do we intercession? Why? Because he desires all men to be saved. He desires all men to be saved. God, did you even know that? God desires all men. Men, to be saved, all of them. Are you an all? Are you part of the human race? Are you part of the human race? God desires you to be saved. Turn with me to uh, turn with me to John three seventeen. We always talk about John three sixteen, but sometimes we forget about John seventeen. John 3 17. For God. For God. We're talking about Jehovah. We're talking about with Jesus that created the universe. The universe. It says he stretched out the heavens like a curtain. We're talking about the God of all gods. We're talking about the God far above all gods. All gods, all Hindu gods, all Chinese gods, all Indonesian gods, all uh, South American gods, all American gods. God is the God of all gods. The big cheese. All right? Now, with that, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. but But that the world... But that the world through him might be saved. We have gone over this before. God did not send Jesus to condemn you, He did not send Jesus to judge you. He already knew what we were, He already knew what we were, He already knew how bad we were. He already knew what a mess we made of ourselves. He already knew it and he did not send Jesus to judge us. He did not send Jesus to judge you. He did not send Jesus to condemn you. Why did he send Jesus? He sent Jesus to save you. He sent Jesus to save me. That is a beautiful lovely thing to get a hold of and not let go of. He sent Jesus to save us. Not to condemn us. Not to judge us. Not to to put us in hell. He sent Jesus to save us. To save us. Like I said, he already knew what a mess we were. He already knew it. That's why he sent him. Now, with that, that's why we intercede. That's the whole reason for supplication, prayers, intercession, giving of thanks. Why? Because God desires all men to be saved. He desires you to be saved. He desires. You know, we wonder. I wonder what God wants. He wants you saved. And that, that saved, we know, is the word sozo. He wants us saved. He wants us made complete. He wants us prosperous. He wants us in safety. He wants us in security. He wants us to have welfare. The welfare that everything works out like Misty shared. She had a need. She even had a want. She could have told the kids, well, we can't do it today. It just didn't work out. But she didn't do that. What did she do? She believed. And God supplied the want. He even supplied what she wanted. Why? Because God is love he is love oh we let the devil talk to us too much god is love his desire is your happiness that's his desire why would he send jesus and not make you happy to make you happy if your sins are all forgiven if you have been made prosperous if you are healed of every disease and every, every pain, and if you have security, and if you have the knowledge that God can fix anything, He can fix anything, including your kids. He is able to do anything Well, why doesn't he? Because the rule, the law, the rule of the world is it's by faith. You got to do it the same way God does and it's by faith. By faith. The just shall live by faith. That's what it takes. You have to do it like God does. So what does he do? He, He gives us intercession. Go with me to Romans 8. Romans 8. We talked about different... People of the Bible that interceded last week, we talked about Moses standing before God. When God said, get out of the way, I'm going to kill them all. And Moses stood before him and said, I'm not going to do that. That took some guts, folks. We talked about uh, Abraham. We talked about how it was Abraham that got Lot saved. Abraham's the one that got Lot saved. It was Abraham's prayer that made the angel go down and drag Lot out of Sodom and Gomorrah. I mean drag him out he didn't want to go and then he had a wife that wanted to turn back she's still there all right now first uh, let's begin in verse 26 likewise the spirit the holy spirit also helpeth our infirmities our weaknesses isn't that beautiful do you mean to tell me when you're born again and you get baptized in the holy ghost you're not perfect You know, it's when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost and you start making the first steps, you realize you are far from perfect. Well, this worked yesterday. Welcome to grace. Now you got to believe. The Spirit also helpeth our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. Let's read that again so you see it. Likewise the Spirit, the Holy Ghost also helpeth our weaknesses what we don't know how to do. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. Have you ever been there? This is a mess. I don't know what to pray for. I don't know what I don't even know how to pray. This is such a beautiful mess. Right here. Do you know God knows that? Do you see the wisdom and the strength and the power and the grace of God? No problem. I'll pray through you. I'll pray through you. We know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself, the Spirit of God, the Spirit of grace, the Spirit of God itself, maketh intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. You know what he does? He takes your heart, he takes your mouth, and he uses you. You become the vessel. You are not the power. Thank God. We are not the power. We are the vessel that holds the power. Not by might, not by power, but by thy spirit. Sayeth the Lord, not us, not us. Thank God it's not us. I used to think it was us. I used to think I don't even know how to, to do this. It's not you, Kathy, you're the vessel. You're the vessel. You're the pot. And God takes the mouth and he takes the heart and that spirit uses your mouth and your heart and it prays what? What does that spirit pray? With groanings that cannot be uttered. And he that searches the heart knoweth what is the mind of the spirit. Because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. According to the will of God. That's like taking an exam and having all the answers in your pocket. The Spirit knows what you need. He knows exactly what you need. He knows when you need it. And when we don't know how to pray, we pray in tongues. The Spirit takes our heart, takes our mouth. We become the vessel and He prays out the will of God. Can you ask for anything better than that? Can you ask for anything better than that? No. I don't know what job I want. You pray in tongues and it, the Spirit prays the very job you need. And it comes to pass. I don't know where to go next. The Spirit of God prays the will of God in you. And it says right here, not only intercession for somebody else, but that Spirit will intercede for you in you he can't find anybody to pray for you, he'll pray through you in your own self. Thank you, Jesus. Because there are days you wonder if there's anybody that cares about you. God does. God does. God does. Do you see that the goal of God is to get you complete, get you perfected, get you in strength, get you to where you can walk in faith? That's his goal. And he knows it is impossible for us to get there on our own. On our own. So what does he do? He supplies the Holy Ghost. And when we yield to him, like we said before, shepherd, Jesus becomes our shepherd, and the Holy Ghost takes the vessel, and you get there. You get there. Let's, let's go to, I want to go to Acts real quick. Acts uh, 10, 44. I want to show you something because there are those that say that the Holy Ghost was only in the, in the beginning of Acts and the Holy Ghost is not today. Okay. In my spirit, I got a question for you. So you're saying that Okay, Jesus, I got you. I'll read it first. All right. Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet spoke these words to the Gentiles, he was speaking to Cornelius and the family and friends of Cornelius. Cornelius got everybody together, and he said, you got to come over here. Peter's going to come talk to us. An angel told me to go get Peter. So we're all over here, all waiting for Peter to talk. Peter starts talking. What does he preach? He preaches the gospel. He preaches that Jesus died for them. He preaches that Jesus went to hell for them. He preaches that God raised Jesus from the dead for us. That's what he preaches. And it says, while Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on them that heard the word. They didn't even ask for him. They didn't even know he was going to come. Thank God you don't have to always invite him. He'll come anyway. I don't know if you felt it, if you could feel it, but while we women were praying, you could feel that spirit getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Why he likes to do this. All right? And they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed were astonished, as many that came with Peter, because on the Gentiles, the Gentiles, he was a, a centurion, a Roman guard, a Roman soldier, is who the Holy Ghost showed up. You know, it was the Romans that helped kill Jesus. Do you know what? God doesn't care. That's who Jesus died for. Now we got one of them speaking in tongues. It says, for they heard them. It says, and they in the circumcision, which believed, were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because it on the Gentiles, and I want us to look at this, also was poured out the what? The gift. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The gift. Did you know that the Holy Ghost is a gift? Did you know that Jesus said, Unless I die, unless I get out of this world and go to the Father, I can't send him? It is expedient that I die, that I be buried and be raised again, so I can send him. He is a gift. Luke says, if your father, if a son asks a father for a, a piece of bread, will the father give him a stone? No, because he loves the son. If a son asks for an egg, will the father give him a serpent? No. Why? Because he loves the son. It says, if you ask for the Holy Ghost, that's what you're going to get. Why? Because he's a father and he loves you and he knows you can't do it on your own. You can't. Jesus couldn't. Jesus couldn't. He had to have the Holy Ghost lead him when he was on the earth. He had given up all his power in heaven, and came down here and became a man. And he could not walk. He could not speak. He could not do the miracles he did on his own. He had to have the Holy Ghost. Well, if Jesus had to have the Holy Ghost, don't you think we do? And he's a gift. He's a gift. Now, I want to ask you this. If Jesus had to have the Holy Spirit and if Jesus said, I must go to the Father so I can send him to you. He's the comforter. He is the gift. If that is the gift, is Jesus an Indian giver? Forgive me, Misty. That was a term that I heard growing up. Is he going to give you something and take it away? Is that our God? Is that our God? That he would give you the ability, the spirit of God to walk, to pray, to minister the power. Would he take that away? No. Then what's the use of the gospel? He did not take the Holy Ghost away. And he did not take tongues away. He does not give a gift and take it away. He paid too much for it. He paid for us. He paid for us to walk in the same power that he did. The same power. Jesus said not only the same power, but he said, because I go to the Father, greater works will you do. And that means more, quantity, more. Why? Because I go to the Father, and I'm up there interceding also. So, intercession, intercession in tongues is letting the Holy Ghost take your vessel and use it to pray. And when we do that, we don't pray for five minutes and say, that's enough. You will learn that when you are praying in the Holy Spirit, you pray until there is a release In here. Till you know that you know. You got what you were praying for. That's praying in intercession. That is praying in intercession. I shared this before. But I had a brother. That was in dire trouble. A brother. A brother in the Lord. In dire trouble. Dire. We're talking permanent damage. We're talking the end of his life. And I took up that in prayer. I talked to my family, those I knew. I said, "We've got to pray. We've got to pray." And I went to the Lord in prayer. Sometimes the Spirit will tell you, "Now I want you to intercede." Right? You know, when our prayer, it'll take us up. This one, I went to Him. I said, "We got, we got, we got a problem here." We got no help. Nobody would help us. Nobody would go stop what they were about to do to this brother in the Lord. Nobody would stop it. We couldn't get anybody to go take him out of the situation he was in. We didn't have a lawyer. We didn't have, uh, he was in the military. We didn't have anybody. And they were getting ready to do a procedure on him that would have been life-threatening. So we go in prayer and I take it up in intercession. Why? He desires that all men be saved. He desires, God desires all men be saved. And I took it up by the spirit and I took it up in tongues. I didn't know what to pray. I mean, he was in a position I've never been, I've never seen anything like that. I've no, I didn't even know they did this. I mean, I was, we were at a loss. Nobody could get to him. Nobody could get to the authorities. They wouldn't have it. So there's nothing left but God. Glory. Glory. Oh, when there's nothing left but God. You got it. You got it if you will pray. We went to prayer. I went in intercession. The rest of my family didn't know as much as I do about prayer. I went into intercession. And I prayed. And I prayed. And I would not let God go. I said, you cannot do this. You cannot let this happen. You cannot let this happen. And I stood between God and the one that needed prayer. You cannot. Jesus died for him. He was buried for him. He rose again for him. He already paid for everything this man has done. And do you know, at the end of that intercession, I I stopped, I came here, we were worshiping. I, was, I still knew I had it in the spirit. I still knew I was carrying it. It is a beautiful, wonderful, fun thing when you are in the middle of this because you know, you know that you know that you got the victory if you will just keep going. You have the victory. Jesus bought the victory. He already bought it. You just have to stay with it till you get it in your own hands. And we started worshiping. And I was called out to dance. I came out here and I can tell you I was right about here. And my spirit rose up and I said, you can't have him! I was talking straight on straight face to face with the devil that wanted him dead. I said, you can't have him. Was that me talking? I can't stop the devil. The spirit in me did. It was the spirit of God in me. You can't have him the moment i said that the captain of his ship had traveled five hours to where he was and walked in walked to the front doctor and said you can't have him the very words that the spirit of god said out of my mouth you can't have him intercession is necessary god is looking for a vessel He's not looking for an educated person. He's not looking for one that is beautiful. He's not looking for one that has a, a good family lineage. He's not looking for one that's been in religion for the fifth generation. He's looking for a vessel, a vessel that'll open their mouth and open their heart and let the Spirit of God use them. Use them. It is glorious to be used by God in intercession. Sometimes you know what you're praying for, sometimes you don't. But you know when you got the answer and you know when you got the victory, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. God sent Jesus to save, to save. When you pick it up in intercession, it's to save. It's to save. It's not to condemn and it's not to judge. There is an answer. There is an answer to every situation if you will pray. There is an answer. There is a victory in every situation if you will pray. Amen? Amen. Does anybody need prayer? I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I thank you, Father. You sent Jesus to save us. You didn't send Jesus to condemn us. You sent Jesus to save us. And that has never stopped. Your desire has never waned. Your desire is that all men are saved. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. you. I thank you. I thank you, Father. I thank you. Father, I thank you. I give thanks. Father, I thank you. I give thanks for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. I give thanks for the power that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, I thank you for that power that raised Jesus from the dead father i thank you for that power that raised jesus from the dead father i thank you for that power that raised jesus from the dead father i thank you for that power i thank you for that power that raised jesus from The dead. Father I thank you. For that power. That raised Jesus from the dead. Father I thank you. For that power. That raised Jesus from the dead. Father I thank you. For the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Doing the same work here. Father I thank you. Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead doing the same work here. Father, I thank you for the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead doing the same work here. Father, I thank you for the Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Raised him from the dead. Put his body back. I get thanks for that same
2: spirit here. I thank you for that
0: same spirit here. I thank you for that same power here that raised
2: him from the dead. I get thanks. I
0: get thanks. That same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead here. I get thanks for that same spirit that
2: raised Jesus from the dead here. Here. I get thanks, Jesus, that same power that raised Jesus from the dead right here. I get thanks for that I get thanks for that power. I get thanks for that power. I get thanks for that power raising her up now in Jesus' name. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks for that same power raising her up now
0: I get thanks. I get thanks. You don't do anything halfway. Amen. I get thanks, Jesus. I get thanks. I get thanks. For those that have just watched this, if you would like to be born again, if you would like Jesus to come into your heart, if you would like Him to take a hold of your life and fix it, fix it. Not just come into your life and get you to heaven, although that's really important because there is a hell. And it is eternal. To come into your life and he will fix it if you will let him. That's what he died for. He desires that none, none be lost. He wants every man saved. And that saved means prosperous. It means no heartbrokenness. It means healing It means security. It means safety. It means when everybody else is uh, covered in plagues, we walk on. Amen. How do you do that? It is easy. It is simple. God made it so simple. Just pray with me Jesus, come into my life. Be Lord of my life. Come into my heart. Lead me. Guide me. Fix me. And I ask this in your name. Amen. And Jesus will do exactly what you ask him. He has a beautiful verse that he himself said. He said, any man that comes to me, I will in no wise, no wise. What is that last word? Cast him out. No wise. Amen. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson and welcome to our women's meeting. I'm happy that you have joined us early. We are going to spend 15 minutes praying. Like I have said before, Dole said to me one day, I need a group of women that can pray. We used to have that here. We used to meet several times a week, and we, gave, we prayed, and we prayed for the ministry. Well, today we're going to pray 15 minutes for Doyle, and it's like it says in James, it is written, it says the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man, and we are righteous because of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. A righteous man availeth much, much, So we are going to teach the new ones how to pray, and we're going to pray together. We're going to become a body that can pray, a lean, mean, fighting machine. Are you ready? Let's begin.